This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless. I'm used to looking at that camera. <laughs> God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. I have a very special guest tonight. I'm just grateful for my brother in the Lord, uh, Brother Nelson. And I invited him to have this discussion because what we're going to be talking about tonight, family, is just the, the question of how do we walk in our gifting? How do we walk in our gifts and callings from the Lord? How do we uh, do those things? How do we discover those gifts, cultivate those gifts, strengthen those gifts? And one thing I can say about Brother Nelson is that I really do see what the Lord is doing through you, uh, you and your wife. I see that you guys, I mean, like every time I look up, I'm not trying to puff you up or nothing like that, but like I see you uh, doing the street preaching praise jesus jesus christ ministries um artwork uh musical projects books i read your book uh you know i just i just see fruit that's that's being produced and i was like man what the body of christ needs in this season is just for us to be able to to understand to learn uh, to figure out how do we cultivate these gifts that God has given us? Because I believe every saint has a purpose. You know, Jesus gave us a great commission. And so I just want to kind of open up with this question, brother. Um, and you can kind of take it where you want to take it. You can go scripture, you can go testimony, but the fruit that you're, that that's being <laughs> produced out of, your ministry, you and your wife, you know what I mean? Um, how did that all come about? Amen. So um, first and foremost, glory be to God. You know, I don't deserve to be here. You know, I'm, I'm doing much better than I deserve. We all deserve hell, the lake of fire. But by his grace, I've been saved. You know, um, I was an enemy of God over 20 years of my life. Uh, long story short. For like a week, I, I, I saw demons. I gave my life to Jesus. Here I am five years later. Um, me and my wife have been married for over two years now. Uh, she's a, a worshiper. She was raised within Christianity. I was not raised within Christianity. So we have a very different understanding of things. Um, since I've been saved, I've jumped immediately um, into teaching, actually. Uh, I was putting out videos online um, and I jumped into evangelizing, but I did not want to evangelize at first. It wow. took someone um, seeing me in the streets of New York City when they were handing out gospel tracts because I showed up to a service early and I had nothing to do. And they was like, uh, they embraced me as another believer. I embraced them, you know, as scriptures commands us to do. And mm -hmm. uh, he was like, do you want to help me hand these out? And I was like, I figured in my mind, I have nothing to do. Why not? Which, which is odd because a lot of Christians won't do that. And um, I handed out gospel tracts to people and I saw the, the disdain on people's faces and the fact that I was mocked instantly. Like my, they weren't doing it. And um, something told me this is not enough. I need to talk. 
mm-hmm. but I fought it for like maybe a couple of weeks. And then one day I just got like, got on the train or the bus in New York city. And I was just started open air preaching. I saw other people's videos and you learn, you learn through uh, life experience. You, you do some bad in the beginning. You're not going to be perfect and walking stuff out. Um, over time, I started um, doing Bible studies, prayer meetings, prayer calls, like like on a conference call, um, stuff like that. And um, here I am now. I'm, uh, we're about to launch our ministry in the Orlando, Florida area. We're going to have in-person services. Um, and we offer people what they may not be getting in their local assembly. If, if, if they need deliverance, if they need to... Uh, go deeper in praise and worship. If they, if they feel like they have an, a calling on their life, we want to do what we don't see other ministries doing as much, which is biblically, you see the apostle Paul, he's, he's building up elders. He's planting churches as an apostle, but they're also launching other people into their callings. And a lot of ministries, you don't see that nowadays. Um, wow. So that's, that's one thing that, that we want to, to help uh, in any way that we can uh, with others. Um, my wife is a praise and worship artist. She has that, that anointing on her. And we have, we have several anointings, all glory to God. And we know a lot of the listeners, just like yourself, you have anointings on you. You have the, you know, the, the, the grace to do something. But I did want to say a disclaimer, knowing that we were going to do the, this discussion. I'm going to read this verse. This is Romans 11, verse 29. Yeah, let's it's get for into the it. gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And I think it's so important to mention this. Jesus said it. You shall know them by their fruit. The fruit mm-hmm. of the spirit are supposed to govern the gift of the spirit and, and the gift things, which, which is a broad range. We're not just talking about when we say the giftings of God, we're not just talking about the gifts of the spirit that are mentioned. Uh, we're also talking about the offices in the body of Christ. The Bible says that those are giftings to the body. So someone wow. being a prophet, a pastor, a teacher, an evangelist, they're actually a gift to the body of Christ. And also you have other giftings in the body of Christ, which you may not hear to people talk about a lot. Praise mm-hmm. dancing. Wow. People rarely talk about it. Um, Paul the Apostle talks about marriage and singleness in the, in the Bible as a gift. Wow. If you are called to be married by Jesus Christ, you can be a Priscilla and Aquila couple, and you can be a gift to other couples in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. If you are called to abstain and be single like Paul, you can do more for the Lord. Not that, wow. not that married people can't do stuff for God, but we know that single people can do more. And they're a gift to other people who are single to not, not feel depressed. Don't feel like discouraged because you don't have a spouse be active in ministry because you have the time, you know, some people are gifted in exhortation, which the new Testament talks about. They know how to comfort people. Like a pastor is supposed to be good at comforting. You know, they do the home visits and all that evangelists are, are good at comforting, but pastors might have more of that, that gifting of exhortation upon their life. Like there's so much different gifts in the Bible. It's not just what you, what, what people think. <laughs> amen. Man, I'm so, amen. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's it, like you said, there's so much more 
that meets the eye when it comes to giftings, just the things that the Lord gives us. There's something that you said earlier that I want to highlight. You mentioned that you were passing out the tracks with the guy and you noticed the disdain on people's faces. Yeah. And what it's, it sounds like what that did was it put a burden on you. Like, did it, did it put a burden on you? And by burden, yeah. I don't mean like, um, what I mean is like a, a holy burden, meaning it motivated you to do something. Was that what you experienced? Yes. Um, very early on in my walk, and I think this is something that every Christian, it, it's a good sign, and it's a good, a good sign of, of their maturity and their trajectory, is you have a burden for lost souls. That's regardless of whether you're called to an office or not. You're supposed to like, like there's times even now, I'm five years in my walk and I still, I stop at a red light in the car. I see all these cars in other lanes and I'm just thinking like, my God, how many of these people don't know you, Lord? How many wow. of these people, if they were to get into an accident right now, God forbid, they're not going to heaven. I look at crowds, you know, and, and I, I think it all the time. I really do. You know, someone dies in, in, in the family or a celebrity. My first thought, I hope that person made it in. I, I highly doubt it by looking at their life, but I, we're not condemning anybody to hell. But we, we have to be able to have these discussions. You have to, you have to be sober and, and, and serious with this because this is not a game. There are professing Christians who are, they're playing their walk like it's a game and it's not, it's not at all. I was so heavily, like you said, like a holy burden of seeing people not even wanting, I get it. You don't want a piece of paper and I'm, I'm walking down the street. You don't know me, but you're going to hear me lift my voice then. But yeah. we live in a time where, you know, people are getting um, stabbed for preaching you know, I, I saw on the news or somewhere online recently, someone went door to door preaching in the United States and they were shot, you know? Wow. I did because not hear at, about At that. the person's door. Yeah, that, that actually happened recently, you know, but at the same time, we're not trying to be martyrs, but we understand this comes of being a Christian. Persecution is going to come, but you're not supposed to make like this is a whole different discussion. I don't want to go in that field, but you're not supposed to uh, <laughs> to victimize yourself and go out of your way to provoke people to ungodly anger. That's a whole different discussion with evangelism and whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, I've always had that in my walk to, to, to give you the short answer. <laughs> yeah. And I asked that, man, because I'm thinking about kind of when, when I when the Lord first kind of birthed ministry in me. It was as though I can't even tell you exactly what I was upset about. I think it was like something with um, maybe it's like killings or something, but it was something that just really made me so restless that it was like, if I don't do something about this situation, I'm going to go crazy. Like <laughs> I have to I have to 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 impact this situation. And it was just like this, this what I call a holy bur burden or healthy burden that got placed on me because it kind of motivated me and it pushed me to be able to, 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 to walk into something that God ultimately would have me to do. You know, once he puts that, that, uh, that fire in you, like you call it a passion for souls. Once he puts that in you, he'll begin to shape and mold it and to steer you where he wants you to go. But in order for any of us to, to 
do this exactly. commission, we have to have passion about it. Yeah, I'm done. I'm just I just had to go on a little a little rant, Amen. you know, but but we that we certainly have to have passion about it. And, you know, I, I experienced a little bit of that today. I won't go into too much detail because, like you say, I won't get too far off topic. But there was a rapper here that got killed in the D.C. area yesterday evening. And um, normally, to be honest with you, I, I I'm not trying to sound callous, but rappers get killed often right and so normally i wouldn't have thought like too much about it but the reason why this kind of hit me a little bit is because last night um right around the time where he apparently got shot i had just got this this urge to just um talk about violence like you know cutting down on violence in these inner city communities and I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was probably wow. just going to put something on Instagram, but it kind of hit me today because it was like, all right, I'm not saying I would have been able to change that situation, but just the fact that it was on my mind and this dude got killed like yesterday at 530. It's a guy named rap named Gunu or something. But anyway, he got uh, killed yesterday yeah. around 530 and it almost kind of rebirthed that that burden in me again. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, man, these dudes are just dying. And instead of me just looking at it kind of casual, I need to be looking at it like, where did he end up? You know, where is yeah. his soul today? Yeah, I, I think even another thing, like before I was saved, I was real deep in the hip hop world in, in the Bronx, in New York City. I was a chapter leader in the Universal Zulu Nation, which founded hip hop as a culture. Um, I was a b-boy, an MC, a graffiti artist, and a hip-hop educator. And I, I used to hang out with uh, hip-hop activists and, and, and stuff. And I recorded with some hip-hop legends and whatnot. The reason why I mention all that is because you bringing that up is, is something also, some, a lot of people who have probably heard this, who are, who are listening, um, that sometimes people already have, they have natural abilities and natural earthly gifts that god gave them even though they're they're not saved like like they're very articulate they know how to speak well things like this and they, they might become a rapper you know but when, when a lot of rappers get saved they become preachers because they already know how to stand in front of crowds it's an easy transition um yeah. a lot of the most you know looked down upon people within hip-hop culture because hip-hop culture is looked down at you know by by, by society it's not seen as the most intellectual or the most, you know, useful thing of young men's time, especially young men of color. And when they get saved, it's, you see, like, here's how I used to, how I still look at it. When I was not saved, the enemy used me to, to destroy the minds of so much youth around me as a hip hop educator. I was teaching them and, and grooming and develop, developing people to come into a culture that was racist, to come into a, a culture that is anti-Christ, to come into a mind state where they're more willing to listen about Islam doctrine than the doctrine of Christ. They're more willing to hear about uh, Pan-Africanism and, and ancestor worship and nonsense. And then when you tell them about Christ, their whole thing is it's it's a slavery thing or it's they'll say some, some something because they're not educated well 
and and in a lot of these ministries and that are around the hood because they want to be like the world they don't tell these people apologetics and and they don't tell them like that what you think is christianity is not christianity and this goes into the next point that i'm gonna make (laughs) it's all connected like with me like I, i went from preaching and i and not only having that burden of lost souls and yes we have to tell them the gospel but also it's it's deeper than that what happens when they get saved and then they go to the the lukewarm church on their corner. That's a problem. Mm. People are getting saved, going to churches, and all the church has to offer them is a men's group where they play golf and wow. basketball. But no one is telling them apologetics. No one, no one is telling them repentance. No one is equipping people to walk in offices. If the pa- ministers are supposed to see an anointing on your life, they're supposed to have that discernment and say, okay, I identify you might be a prophet. You might be a prophetess. Let me groom you in that. Because if they're not willing to do that, there's something wrong. It, it, it's, they want to keep it about them. Uh, they, they want leverage. They want control. It, 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 could be a lot, it could be a lot of issues. And it's all connected. It's all connected to walking in your gifting. Because you're not able to walk in your gifting if you can't identify it. If your ministers are unwilling to identify it. Maybe they identify it, but they're intimidated by it. Wow. Um, you have Christians who are, they, they think, they think Christianity is a competition. Some evangelists do this. They look at other evangelists and then they're like, you can't come in my neighborhood and evangelize. We can't evangelize with you. Like people are mm. weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm and going left crazy. field. No, I'm going left well, field. Well, you're, 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 you're right in the vein of this discussion because to your point, you're mentioning that the gifts that God gives us is something that, if 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 it were working correctly, it would be something that more mature saints will begin to help the uh, immature saints grow in. You know, but it seems like there might be a vacuum of mentorship. And and I agree with the point that you made that a lot of that is because some folks feel threatened by the anointing or the calling that's over somebody's life. It's almost like like uh, like David and Saul. You know what I mean? Like Saul began to go crazy. He began to yeah. to, to just kind of lose his mind. And David was that next one that was on the that was scheduled to be the next king. But if you recall, and I always joke, I say this was the very first disc record that was ever created in human history. But when they came back from that battle, the females were singing the song. Yeah. Oh, uh, Saul only killed a thousand people, but David killed 10,000 or something like that. And ever since then, it sprung up this root of bitterness where in a perfect world, David could have been learning under Saul. He could have been, uh, uh, you know, being groomed by Saul to do the things of the Lord. But instead, he found himself running from Saul. You know, and sometimes folks get in in these churches and this is not all churches by any means. There's a ton of uh, great churches, but sometimes folks get in these churches and um, they 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 are not able to stay. They have to run from the church because the church doesn't have their best interests at hand. And so, you know, growing gifts, you know, we have to sharpen one another. We have to um, learn from one another. And I think that's another thing that that could be helpful as mentorship. 
Amen. I, I wanted to share this verse uh, before I forget. <laughs> this is Proverbs eighteen sixteen. A man's gift makes room for him and wow. brings him before great men. This is a sign of hope. For those of you who are listening, if you're in a ministry or if you're in a region, a city, because in the Bible, the churches are per city. If, you're, if you feel like there's a burden on your heart, that might be the ministry that you're called to because, or if, if you have a past like me, I have a, a past of hip hop and stuff, dancing and, and rapping and doing art. So when I got saved, it was easily transferable to the kingdom of heaven, right? Cause I was, I was doing this stuff for the enemy. Not all of it is transferable. You cannot put Jesus on anything that takes maturity. Some of y'all that takes deliverance, whole different discussion, but you don't have to be discouraged if you don't see room for your gift in your local fellowship. God might have you there for a season so you could get equipped. And then that gift that he's already put in you, but it has to be developed. It has to be matured. You might be an immature pastor. You know, that's a whole, you know, you might be uh, immature in the gift of exhortation or the gift of mercy. It has to be matured. It's like a muscle. It has to be exercised. You have to do this by faith. Your gift is going to make room for you, but you have to be willing to walk into it. One of the things that makes a big difference between those who are walking in their gifts and those who are not, it's really as simple as they're willing to walk into it. A lot wow. of people are waiting to be told, okay, you can walk in your gift now. Or they're waiting to be told, okay, we identify this gift upon you, or we identify that, like, there's, there's men and women, they're anointed to sing anointed doesn't necessarily it's it's not what you think when you when you when you look at it from the world's perspective it's not simply that they can sing there's there's something about it when they sing there's an yeah. atmosphere that, that, that there's a shift it's not simply that they can sing well they have an anointing to sing right and maybe they don't have the money to record music Maybe they don't have a studio nearby them that's good quality even. Maybe uh, their ministry will not let them sing on the chorus, whatever the case may be. Your gift is still going to make room for you if you believe and walk in that, knowing that God has told you to do that. Sometimes you have to do that. Not in every case. It's not a cookie cutter thing. With some people... You need to be for a season under other people to groom you, to help you mature in your gift. For some people in some seasons, you're, you're going to be more, you're going to be more activated. And again, this takes knowing who you are in the Lord. This takes, if you want to know more of who you are in the Lord, spend time in prayer. Mm. If you want to know more of who you are in the Lord, other people will confirm it. Your fruit will say a lot of it. Um, you know, this is something that, you know, to be totally honest, though, I'm still finding out, you know, a, lo a lot of believers, they think that once you find out your gifting, that it stops there. It doesn't stop there because it might be. Uh... Oh, you guys hang tight. I'm not sure if my brother, uh, the connection, just you guys hang tight for me. I'm not kind of upset because he was saying something that I really wanted to hear. Uh, man, I'm not sure if that's Brother Nelson's connection or my connection. Let's see. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Sorry about that, brother. I'm not sure if that was uh, you or me, so but good. it looks like you're back on. Yeah, it was me. I was, I was, uh, I was saying, you know, sometimes um, people think that simply identifying your gift is, is all you need or that it stops there. But uh, your gift might be progressively maturing, even though, even if you're a veteran in the faith, even if you've been in the faith for 20, 30 years, our walk is still changing till we go home. You're still learning. You haven't reached that point till you go to glory to be with the Lord. The Bible right. says we know in part, we prophesy in part, you know? Man, that's amazing, brother. Um, that is, that's amazing. And I'm just thinking about just the idea of how we are constantly growing. We're constantly, just like Paul said, I've not yet apprehended. You know, there's always things that we're growing in. And I love the fact that you brought up because I was actually going to ask you this right when you brought it up. How can someone learn their gift or what their gifting is? And you said we can find it out through prayer. Other people can confirm it. Um, man, God has done. You might have dreams. Yeah. Yeah. You might have dreams. One thing I've learned if, is that if God, you're getting dreams of deliverance. We probably call it to deliverance. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man, God knows how to speak to his children. You know, he said, my sheep hear my voice and they know me, a strange voice they won't follow. So I've learned that God just has a way of getting his point across. You know, um, man, some of the things I'm doing now, to your point, I never envisioned doing. Like, I, 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 I have not done anything musically in my life before this. So... The fact that God has me rapping now is actually kind of funny to me. And, and I kind of feel like it's a like it is a gift. I feel like it's a it's a gift to me, but it's also a gift to the body or to whoever it is that is supposed to minister to. And I think that's that's something that should be said about our gifts overall is that. Uh, when we're functioning in our gift it's going to feel right. We're going to have the grace of God over our lives. Make sure that we're not yeah. doing it in our own strength. You know what I mean? Make sure that we're doing it by the power of the Holy Spirit and not just on our own. And as long as we're doing it that way, by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's going to feel rewarding. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying every day is going to be phenomenal. You might be a street preacher and, and, and you might go out and, you know, everybody you talk to might give you the stank face or everybody you talk to might might be receptive or you might save somebody, yeah. baptize somebody that day. But the point is, the fact that you're doing the work for the Lord is like a gift to you. And then it's like God is using you as a gift for the kingdom, because whatever it is that God Amen. would have us to do is for the purposes of the kingdom. That's right. Mo motives and intentions are everything you know we have to make sure we have the right motives with stuff like if you know if you know that you're in sin you, sh you shouldn't be going out to do to do ministry until you deal with that if you know that like if your heart's not in the right place if you want to be seen and loved you shouldn't be lifting yourself up um even though that does happen and god's gonna deal with that you know um, and pe a lot of people can see through it who are mature. They, they, they can discern. Um, 
I think another thing that's important to mention, you know, is 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 it's not our job uh, necessarily to tell people what they can or can't do if God told them to do it. Yes. You know, there's the story in the Old Testament of, of the, the older prophet who told the well, younger you prophet to Go do something finish. that was different than what God told him. Yeah. You know, and I, the Lord, it's funny because I was like scrolling through Facebook earlier and someone posted about it and I was like, wow, yes, like, yo, it's, it's so true because if, if you know that God has told you to do something in a season, even though another Christian who you know is called by the Lord, they're walking in the right. And yo, y'all are both walking right in, in Christ. If God already confirmed it with you, you don't, your, your gifting, your office, your calling was not a conference call. You know, <laughs> it, it, it does not have to be approved by men. Paul, the apostle, didn't have to ask permission to be called to be an apostle from other apostles. They mm-hmm. saw that he was an apostle. They saw that as soon as he, he got saved, he was telling the Jews of how Jesus is the, the Christ, the Messiah, according to the scriptures. You know, he spent three years in the wilderness. And, and, and But as soon as he got saved, we read it in the book of Acts, he was preaching immediately. You know, wow. for some people, you're going to walk immediately in that that your gift and other people you're not going to really identify it in the beginning you might still need to be as i said before groomed you know they do it in in the kingdom of satan they groom people people who are boy scouts girl scouts of america which is it's a branch of freemasonry they groom them into freemasonry as adults Mm. people who are in uh raised in, in satanism generationally they're groomed into being witches and warlocks literally you know it's it should be no different with the body of christ you know we i believe one of the things that people should be more adamant on is like youth groups and and children's groups they should tell them more apologetics they should they should a lot of churches mess up where the the scriptures command us to um forbid not tongues and desire the gift of prophecy, we don't see that enough. A lot wow. of churches who are charismatic, they only want to focus on tongues. That, that's cool. And nothing wrong with that. But the Bible says desire to prophesy, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like sometimes we just forget the scriptures as, as the body of Christ. And you have to be very delicate with how you deal with other people. When you identify their gifts, you don't want to shut them down. You, ministries mess up in that too, you know? Whole yeah. different discussion but it's kind of connected yeah absolutely absolutely there's so much um, to talk about with this topic absolutely man and i and and i just i'm just thinking about a point you made earlier too while it's on my mind is if you know that god has told you to do something just start you know what i mean because i can't speak for somebody might be a protege like uh you know lebron james your first game scoring 20 points but Everything that the Lord has asked me to do in the beginning, it was just uh, I'm not going to say the word that came to mind. It wasn't up to par. <laughs> it wasn't up to par. Not as far as what was behind it. You know, the intentions, the zeal, all of that was wonderful. But but I guess the point I'm trying to make is almost anything you do, the earlier version of it is usually going to going to need a lot of growth 
you know, so you might as well just start now. If you know that you've heard the Lord's voice and he's he's told you to go do something, sometimes we can get caught up in trying to do it the right way, not the right way, but like trying to do it the perfect way and all of this stuff. And it's great to have a spirit of excellence or an excellent spirit. Do your best, but just go ahead and do it because you're going to grow in anything you do. First short film I did horrible. <laughs> First uh, song I did. I didn't even know it was a song. I don't really like it now. Uh, you know, earlier YouTube videos on this channel. <laughs> I, I love them. I appreciate them, but I don't really like them now. You know what I mean? So I, but yeah. I had to start, you know, I had to start. Yeah. It's, it's like when I, when I first started, uh, doing teachings or sermons, whatever you want to call it, uh, you, you, you learn to tweak stuff. You learn to approach stuff differently. And even like, like when it comes to like, like ministry stuff like that, teaching specifically, I'm always reminded of, of like, okay, who's going to listen to this? Who's going to watch this? It, it, it's a different demographic. It's not just adults. It's not just saved people. It's some people who don't know anything about Christianity. And you, wow. you have to re-explain things sometimes. And it might be annoying to you or other believers, but you need to re-explain the basics as often as possible. The gospel needs to be explained to people as often as possible because sometimes you're, we're too spiritual for babes in Christ. We're too spiritual for people in the world. Sometimes we're not spiritual enough and, and they find witchcraft more entertaining because we're not spiritual enough sometimes, you know, and you, it's finding that balance within your gifting. If your gifting is teaching, you know, not everyone's called to be a teacher, though. Everyone on YouTube mm -hmm. thinks they are, but not, <laughs> not everyone's called to be a teacher. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's evident. Yeah, man. Um, the gifts, you know, I'm just thinking about something that a pastor said to me one time. He said. The gifts that God gives us are, are just like gifts. They're like presents, you know, say if it's, uh, you know, I'm not getting into birthdays or holidays or nothing like that, but say. Say, for example, it's somebody's birthday and they receive several gifts. He said some are going to take longer to unwrap than others, meaning, mm. you know, you might have a little small box, you know, and 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 here's the thing. It could just because the box is small doesn't mean that it's not valuable. You know, you could you could have a small box and that box could have a ten thousand dollar ring in it. You know what I mean? But it's it might be the smallest box there. So I say that to say for anybody watching this, don't despise your gift or think what the Lord is asking you to do is not valuable just because you might Amen. think it's small. You could be an usher in a church. You know what I mean? And you might not think that that's a big deal. But guess what? If somebody just got saved off the street and they walk into that church and you're the first face that greets them. That could be the sole determining factor of if that person walks into that church or not, because that is a gift of hospitality, which requires humility. It requires meekness. Um, it requires kindness. It requires dealing with a lot of folks, you know Amen. what I mean? And, and anytime you do something like that, um, there's value in it. So if it, whatever, because the Bible says in Ephesians, it says every joint supplies. OK, that means that whether you're a fingertip or whether you're a brain or a heart, you're going to make a contribution and your contribution is necessary. 
you know, we're in a spiritual battle against the kingdom of darkness. So we need all hands on deck, you know, and that's why this discussion is so important because Amen. I believe that God is, well, he's always in this season, but I believe that there's going to be a lot of saints that are really going to start to, 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 to walk in the things that God is calling them to do because the days are getting more evil, you know? And so Amen. we have to be light in a dark world. And so, um, Another thing I like that you said was when you minister your message, you minister it in a way where if somebody who's watching for the first time is seeing it, it's going to add value to them. And that's something that I've been trying to do lately as well. I'm going to shut up in a minute, <laughs> but that's something I've been trying to do lately as well, because um, one thing I noticed on my channel is that uh we've been able by the grace of God to form a, a little bit of a community. Um, and through that, I'm seeing folks branch off, and do their own thing. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. So it's like, whether somebody is planning here or whether this is just a pit stop for somebody to grow for a little bit and go on to do what the Lord is asking them to do. Praise God, you know, but now I'm starting to realize I have to be able to um, tailor this message for the next batch who might come in, you know, maybe they come in here, get equipped, yeah. get edified, get strengthened. And then they, maybe they get planted in a church in their city and the Lord sends them out and does something. So it's always moving. Parts Amen. To this. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. And um, yeah, I don't know what else I could add, brother. <laughs> yeah, um, man. I think we we gave the listeners so much information. Do you have any other questions for me, or man, we can go to a few comments if you want. You know, because we're right about forty minutes in. This is a, okay. actually a great time to get to some comments, and I'll see if I can bring them up on the screen once again. I want to greet everybody in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who's joining in, just talking tonight about how to walk in your gifting. You know, one of the things I put on the thumbnail said, "Answer the call." answer the call um let me ask you this question while i look for some comments um how do we recognize the call of god on our lives and and, and what's the best way to answer that call when we do i think i think a lot of it would be in our past like in my past i i, I taught youth i uh taught big groups of people with hip-hop education i was comfortable with teaching. I was comfortable in front of people. I was comfortable explaining things in detail. And it's no surprise that I get saved and God's like, oh, I'm using that for the kingdom now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, for me, it was, it was easy to identify like, okay, I need to, I like information. I like, I'm like a scribe. I write stuff down. I like to make sure I understand it. I like to make a list of stuff. I don't mean I always remember the list, but I like, mm -hmm. To I'm 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 one of those type of people, you know. And um, for me, it was e easier to identify. For some people, it may not be as easy. For some of you, like there's there's women out there who are like 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 my mom. Like she's not safe, right? She gets saved, right? But like she's good with people. She's very talkative. There's there's women out there who they're very nurturing. And if they get saved, they would very easily transfer in into just just being a helper you know, with, within anything that's needed uh, of people being served, like, 
uh, volunteer work. They can help with pantries. They can help with outreaches. They, they can just, they, they can help. They'll, they'll hold the sign with, with the greatest passion and joy. They'll help mm -hmm. hold bags. They'll help lead children safely across the street. Like y'all might think that that don't, that don't mean nothing, but it means a lot. We read the scriptures and there's women who are mentioned by name as serving the disciples in Christ. They were feeding them. They were helping yeah. them wash clothes. They were helping them with the things that we don't, you don't see as like super spiritual, but it's needed. Yeah. You know, it's important. Um, P Peter, the apostle, he had a wife. Wow. I'm sure his wife was a great help. And, and it was hard for her to have him on the road and going out. Like, y'all don't understand. There's, there's so much ways people are gifted and it's not just what you think. Again, it's not just preaching. It's not just, um, healing and discerning of spirits and words of knowledge and it's deeper than that it's so much Man. deeper ask yourself you know what are my strong characteristics as a person what's what do i do that's positive that's helpful to others again what's the burden that i have as a christian you know that might say a lot about the ministry that you're called to some people they have a burden uh to just make people feel comfortable in in any environment and they're very friendly and they might be called to just helping people when they come to a service or a new fellowship to make them feel comfortable. They might be called to like those women's groups, those men's groups to just be a, a, a friend, you know, be a, a smiling face, a warm embrace. That's yeah, a gift. I, it is a gift. Yeah. And I love those people. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that. Um, I love the social butterflies because I'm not a social butterfly, but I love the social butterflies, man. Um, so what it sounds like it because you, you guys do a lot, you and your wife and your ministry, you guys do a lot. So is it that everything that you're doing now, you pretty much could have always seen yourself doing or has there been anything new that the Lord placed on you that you didn't even see coming? Cause I, I mean, you got shoes, books. Um, it, it's interesting because like when I was not saved, like I used to rap, right? Before rapping, I used to write poetry. Here I am saved now. I always wanted to write like a poetry book, but it wasn't until I became a Christian that I did it. You know, wow. um, I've always wanted to share my testimony and I've done video of that, but it was a whole different thing to write it down. Um, my wife helped me tremendously with translating it into French. And um, my wife is very gifted. And I, I think for me, like something that I, I can testify of, you know, going back to marriage being a gift, and not only to, to us because we're married, but when I got married, I, I grew as an as a, a individual greater. I became a better man. I became a better Christian getting married and, and you learn a lot because you learn how to live with someone. You learn how to, how to, to humble yourself, to be patient, to, 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 you learn how to maneuver different things, you know, those milestones in life and you learn how to share it. You, you're less selfish now that you're married. I was single. I was, I was selfish when I was single, you know, I didn't want to share yeah. no food. You know, <laughs> but um, there's there's a lot of different things. You know, 
I think, I think in many ways, my wife has learned with me different, just different things. I can't speak for her, you know, but, but she learned different things by seeing me, different ways to approach evangelism, different ways to approach just thinking about ministry. And it's so cool with us because she was raised in the church and I wasn't. So I find myself often asking her, like, what do you think about this? Because, because she has a totally different perspective on it being raised in it. She has a, a totally different experience than I have on, on certain things. And it, that's how you know God is, is so amazing. He'll put people around you that it'll be able to broaden your perspective because you can only see but so far. And God is going to, yeah. when you are really walking in, in your gifting, if it's marriage, for example, he's going to give you a spouse that is not going to be 100% like you. That way you can see different things. You can understand different things. You can not be so close-minded way you perceive things. And I can't speak enough, you know, about how much marriage has been a blessing. And, you know, man. if you're called to be married, oh, man, you're... I'm excited for you. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, man. Um, that's amazing. Just as you were, you were speaking, I just want to encourage everybody as well. Don't box yourself in because I was, I was listening to how you, you always kind of knew you had these gifts in you. This, you know, you uh, were rapping before Christ and was wanted to do a book of poetry. Then I'm thinking about my life. It was kind of as though I had a lot of gifts but I didn't, I didn't absorb those gifts into my identity. It's like they were placed in me, but I felt like I, I feel like as though I boxed myself in. And um, let me see. I think my brother up. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm gonna finish this point. Um, but uh, I guess they'll hop back on. Think we having some connection issues okay let's get us a shot okay you there i'm back i'm back okay praise the lord praise the lord yeah yeah the devil can't yeah, stop this amen 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 yeah i was just saying man like i used to draw as a kid all the time um i didn't write poems but I joined poetry club in high school because I wanted something to put on my transcript. And then I was actually looking in a box upstairs of some old, old stuff that I never got rid of. And I was reading poems that I wrote and I was like, whoa, I used to actually write poems. <laughs> you know, it's almost like, like, I guess maybe, I don't know, it's the enemy or just the cares of this world. It's almost like they kind of muzzled those things that I already had in me. And then when I came to Christ, God brought back out all of those things that he had already ordained for my life. You know, um, I, I'm, I guess I'm an artist, but I was so hung up on being an intellectual, whatever you want to call it, that I didn't really focus on any type of artistry. Yeah. But, but now I find myself doing more artistic. Oh, man, brother, keep leaving. <laughs> I find myself doing more artistic stuff than... Um, then uh, I do, quote unquote, intellectual stuff. Listen, I was a fool uh, before Christ. Well, the first thing I, I learned when I came to Christ is that I didn't know anything. That's the, <laughs> that was the first thing I learned. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good, bro. Oh, man. Uh, 
let's get to a few comments and then we'll kind of call it a night. Uh, Sister Moni says, Amen. true, apologetics is necessary. I'm not too knowledgeable about it, but I've seen a few videos and I feel like it's helpful for people who don't have a foundation in Christ. Um, Amen. I don't want to spend too, too much time on it, but speak to me a little bit about your views on apologetics, because I've heard two two uh, perspectives. One is that we shouldn't engage in strife, and the other is that it's actually very beneficial. Yeah, um, it's again, it's healthy balance. We're not here to, to debate souls into heaven. You can't argue anyone into salvation. You also can't friend them into salvation. Wow. You should simply just know what you're talking about. Know, know why you believe that Jesus is the Christ. Don't know is biblically. You should know the scriptures. Know all the prophetic scriptures as much as you can. Like me personally, it helped to evangelize because I had to have a response to literally anything that came my way. Because if wow. I had no response, it was like like a, like a rapper. If someone sent a diss record to you and you had no response, you lost the battle. <laughs> I don't want to lose a battle per se against Satan if I can't even defend my faith intellectually. You should be able to intellectually defend your faith. But it's not only about intellect because the Bible says that we are supposed to walk in power. That means you're walking wow. in the gifts of the Spirit governed by the fruit of the spirit that means sometimes souls are not getting saved by you simply understanding stuff it might be because of supernatural things signs and wonders healing miracle deliverance but re revival is is not just deliverance revival is preaching and soul winning and a lot of people forget that when they get too spiritual you have to have a healthy balance of stuff man i'm glad you said that man it, it, it's power it's power. You know, there's a scripture talks about um, one of them says always be willing to give an answer for anybody who asks why you kind of have this hope and this joy. There's another one that says that that we do need. Well, maybe it's for the office of a, of a bishop. I can't remember. But somebody in there, the scripture says that we should be able to convince gainsayers. Right. And the gainsayer is basically a naysayer. Let me see yeah. if I can find that scripture real quick. Um, Yeah. So at a minimum, man, we do Amen. need to. See, Titus, uh, holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine yeah. both to exhort and to convince gainsayers. Or another, another way of saying that is those who contradict. And I think that was kind of speaking would, about would, a pastor. Go ahead. I would say... I would say a disclaimer, though, like when it comes to apologetics, like let's say you're defending Christianity against Islam. You don't have to buy a Koran. In fact, as a Christian, you should not have a Koran in your house. It's an accursed item. <laughs> mm, you should yeah. just know basically what the Koran says, how Muhammad says nonsense. If you know, you don't have to know the literal verses. You, you can Google them if people ask you. But you don't need a literal Koran in your house. You don't need to spend a month, like 30 days in, in uh, <laughs> learning under an imam to know what they believe. Nah, not everyone is called to that. Some people are called to, to, to certain things you wouldn't expect because uh, they come out of that or whatnot. But like God is not calling you to go to literally spend time in the club to know how to defend Christianity <laughs> against like, like being in a club lifestyle. 
Nah, right, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you gotta have the certain be healthy balance. Yeah, man. Um, that reminds I have a neighbor across the street. He he graduated from Howard School of Divinity, and one of the things he said was a part of their course. I forget the name of the course, but they had to go into different worship, different religions, worship services, ah, and sit in them. <laughs> All right, I think uh, when Brother Nelson comes back, we're going to uh, probably wrap it up. But I do want to get him to answer this one question that I see from T. Sally. Uh, I'm going to read a few comments until he comes back. So T. Sally says, Brother Nelson, even journaling is an awesome I guess, gift, because when you refer back to it, then it will confirm that it's been on your mind. Hey, brother. Um, So what I'm going to do is we're just going to read. If I see any questions, we'll just read the questions. We'll answer the questions and then we'll wrap it up. Amen. Yeah. Cool, cool. So here's a question from T. Sally. We might have touched on it a little bit, but I'll still ask you. They ask, how do you know when you are walking in your calling? I'm trying to read that again. How do you know when you are walking in your calling? Yeah. Um, a lot of it, it might, it would be confirmed from others sometimes if you're in the right um, calling, you would have more joy. I think that's a clear wow. sign. You would you would feel like it's more life giving your walk now. When I'm out preaching, teaching, evangelizing, pouring into souls, uh, doing sermons, whatever the case may be, I have more like life giving experiences. I feel more joy because I feel like I'm doing exactly what I was born on this earth to do. It, I, some, for me, it's as simple as that. Um, you don't want to overthink it. Do you have joy when you're doing this? Do you have the joy of the Lord? Do you feel like a battle axe in his hands? You know? Yeah. Do you feel complete and whole? That's so true, brother. You feel fulfilled. You know what I mean? It's nothing like, like learning who you are and functioning in that. There's nothing like it. Uh, Brother Randy says, what's up? He says, what's good, brother Nelson? I remember you when I used to fellowship with CFM. New York City. That's brother Rand- Randy Jake. He's just saying hello. Um, man, but God is just good. That was actually the only question, man. So um, <laughs> I see a few other comments here that are pretty good. Here's a Sometimes. comment by. Oh, that might be the sign. <laughs> All right. So once he comes by this time, we absolutely going to wrap it up for real. <laughs> but I want to read this comment by brother Jay. He says, I learned you seek God for the call and invest in the call by buying books and learn l- learning uh, to people that can help cultivate your call. Listen, brother Nelson, man, I just want to thank you. Yeah. I just want to thank you for coming on brother. A uh, few technical difficulties, man, but the meter what needed to be said has went forth, man. And I just once again want to reiterate how important this is just for the body as a whole. You know, everybody needs to get on their posts. I need to get on my posts. Everybody needs to kind of it's, it's like we've run in a play 
in a football game, everybody got a specific position. Everybody has a specific assignment and a specific route, you know? Yeah. And so the, the more that we do that, the more that we can function as a body. Uh, do me two things, brother. Just tell everybody where they can find you and the things that you have going on now. And um, also, if you got any final thoughts or words, just go ahead and feel yeah. free to throw those out. Yeah, so uh, you can find the ministry that the, the Lord has me doing um, on all social media. Just type Praise Jesus Christ Ministries. Um, it's funny because I, I'll share a brief story before we pray and wrap it up. When I first got saved, um, I couldn't use my, my, my worldly hip hop rap name no more. I needed a new rap name. I, need, I needed a new graffiti name and everything. And the first thing I actually had was Praise Jesus. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. uh, some years later, I, I, I figured, OK, let me just call the ministry that, you know, I don't I don't got to use my name It's about him. Praise yeah. Jesus Christ Ministries. And that's that's where that comes from. It's 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 nothing that was new. It, it was since I got saved. A lot of people may not be aware of that. Um, I did not just wake up one day and I'm going to have this name. Now, nah, it's it's actually since I got saved. Um, not that that matters, just a brief story to share. But yeah, all glory to God. Um, if you're in the Orlando, Florida area, we'd love to fellowship with you. And if you're not, you're my brother or sister in Christ. If you are born again, we love you. Um, just keep doing that kingdom work that you're called to do. Remember, it's not a competition. We're all here to, to serve the Lord and serve each other and serve the lost. Amen. Amen. The harvest is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. Uh, man, God is just so good. I feel edified and strengthened by this, man. Um, once again, I'm just grateful uh, just to just because I, I watch a lot of Christian content. So I, I get the opportunity to catch a lot of your stuff, man. And I just love the way that I, I just love to see what the Lord is doing through you. That's all I can say. <laughs> I just love to see what the Lord is doing through you. I kind of feel like we are like a and when i say we i mean the saints because you you mentioned that you got saved about five years ago i got saved about 10 years ago i feel like the body is almost like a um like we're a graduating class you know what i mean like i don't know if you heard that but i almost feel like we're a graduating class you know like how the nfl has a draft and then you you have that draft and then, you know, one player might go on to the Hall of Fame and this player might go and start a business. Anyway, I look at it like that. So I just love to see people's growth is what I'm trying to say. So it's a, a beautiful thing to watch. So, brother, if you don't mind, if you want, you can close us out with the word of prayer or if not, I can do it. But feel free to close us out in prayer if you like. Amen. Um Father God, thank you, Lord, for uh, this opportunity to have this dialogue, this healthy dialogue. May it not stop here. May you continue to spread this and help people in the body of Christ mature and uh, identify their giftings, walk in it for your glory, honor, and praise. And um, I thank you again. And um, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Man. Thank you once again, brother, for coming on. Lord willing, we got to have you back on again sometime. Um, I really appreciate it. I know that you just relocated and all of that. So 
So I know that's that's there's a lot going on whenever that happens. But I'm grateful to have you on. Thank you to everybody on the Amen. chat who um, asked questions and commented and just tuned in. We really appreciate it. Other than that, that's all I have in this Solid Talk family. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like like it's a blunt object, culture living godless, I can't even call it, we in the last days, Babylon is falling, don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya, points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya, let's walk and get the best of ya, I'm trying to tell you bruh, only around the shell we say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya, Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check, in from beginning gotta tell us what's next, true believers they can come and connect, call in or even come as a Yes, and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages, the blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases. I pleaded and believe it, so it covers all my bases. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity. Social media, nothing more than narcissistic vanity. PC culture on a mission, and they try to cancel me, but I know Jesus gonna. Keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty No I can't handle me Not where I wanna be But best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit Main event and slambery So I need them every day This daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron So I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here But guarantee the link in heaven The born again and righteous Are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith And be amongst the saints When they step in